Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players by trumpet players and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the quaint quitter himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Home to The Open Bell podcast and so much more, the WTF is here to serve you, help you, guide you, and inspire you. Now, there are lots of ways to access what the WTF has to offer. You can, of course, listen to The Open Bell each and every week. Set an alarm for Tuesday, and we will be there. You can check out our website at www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to look for helpful information like lists, videos, articles, and general silliness. Finally, you can just email us. We're like real people and stuff, and we answer emails. So just send your questions, comments, cheers, and jeers to theopenbell at gmail.com. The WTF, your home for the truth about trumpet. And by Dylan Music. Do you know how great it is to have that one person you can call when you really need something? Well, that's what Dylan Music can be for you when it comes to needing horns, other gear, and accessories. Just pick up the phone and call 732-635-3399 to reach our good friend and yours, Jim McCombs. Jim is standing by to be helpful. And he also knows Perry Sutton's extension, so if you need some special mouthpiece tweaking, he's your guy. You can also go to www.dylanmusic.com and use the promo code OPENBELL5 to save 5% on all your accessories. The website is super easy to use, and they keep it up to date. Now, you don't need to take our word for it. Try it for yourself. Check out Dylan Music for all your musical needs. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments. Warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to question and qualify information that we believe should be quartered and quantified for quintessential trumpet players. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the inventor, entrepreneur, and trumpeter Dan Gosling. Dan is a guy who, you know, saw a need. A guy who simply saw the trumpet players in the church of an answer and to which he said, hey, what you want? Baby, Baby I, I got, got it. it. <laughs> I know. There it is. What I you was need? there. Well done. You know what? I got it. All I'm asking <laughs> is for a little respect when you come home. Hey, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mister. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping oh, Joey would yeah. jump all over that. How, 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 how would you spell that? <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're going to help us with that. Yeah, he will every single time. It, right. A little R E S P E C T. Is that there what we're talking is. about? That is that's what we're talking about. Is that what is that what Chop Saver means to I'm me? About to give you all my money and all I'm asking <laughs> in return, honey. <laughs> give me my profits. <laughs> I'd pay good money to see Dan stand in front of a band singing that. I think so too. <laughs> I and think if you we want, might need a whole chart on this. <laughs> if you want some respect, just go to www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code Bell. Promo code to get fifteen percent off your order. I just stocked up. Yeah, yeah. As well, you should. Went in and just went for it. You want to start the new year off fully stocked. Problem is, again, people in my family have decided they also like it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you got a double stock up. At work. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what you got to do. All right, Brian. What do you have for us? Oh, so 
is this this is I'm late to the party on this, but um shocking. I had a <laughs> I had a Christmas gig with um members of the brass band. Mm. So we took out this small group. We got hired by a, a choir to play. And man, it was it was so easy to play in the group. Mm. Like the time and the pitch and the blend and the balance. And I was trying to figure out like what what was going on. It was just easier to play than any other like brass ensemble. There's usually a, you know any other pulling any other brass any, any other brass ensemble. Any not trumpet yeah. ensemble. Hey, no. well, actually, no. it's easier to play with this group. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yes. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, it was just it was very cool and very fun, and I was I just think it's because we're together all the time. Hmm. You know, we're just always together and always listening, and I it was just really fun to to be a part of that and to remember on a gig that wasn't, you know, Sal wasn't conducting. It was a different gig. It was outside the band. We got paid, which is also unusual. (laughs) Wow. No, this is absolutely true. This was, as somebody who played a lot of big bands, obviously I have a soft spot for big bands. Mm. There is nothing better than a big band at the end of a tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you've been out, you've been playing together every night you've been hanging together every night no offense to you personally brian you know but you know when you so when you've heard especially like the woody herman band which did a ton of records that were essentially just you know live have fall around and just pick these things up yeah you get the band this is what it sounds like coming off the stage because you're just you just know how everyone plays you're used to it there's something to that you know this is what orchestras do especially well in the world right now because oftentimes they actually get to rehearse where they perform and they're playing together every single week. So mm. the first time when I started, you know, doing these pops concerts, maybe like 20, a little over 20 years ago, and started doing these sorts of things I do lots of now, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's almost like cheating. You guys have such a home field advantage. <laughs> it's like you're cheating. you're getting to rehearse with, mm. in the place where you're gonna Rehearsing play with the people you're gonna be playing with, and you play together every single week. How can you not sound great? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's just really, it's really interesting, and it it is just makes the case made it the case for me even stronger that you know the freelance thing is our tuba teacher calls it heat and serve, right? Right. It's just so it can yeah. be so unsatisfying, you know, you two or three rehearsals and then you do the show. It was just really great to be to be a part yeah. of. Yeah, although if you're around a, a city, uh, for example, like Indianapolis is not exactly a big big city. So oftentimes when you do these heat and serve, somebody comes in and does a quick rehearsal or two rehearsals in a show, it is all the same people. It's the same guys. Yeah, same so guy. you're yeah, used sure. to playing True. with these people. Sure. You know, like, uh, you know, when I play, when I play with John Rommel, you know, like we don't play together all the time, but we end up spending more time together in Indy than we do in Bloomington because we'll be playing together. We will <laughs> sit down and start playing and like, but that's easy. Oh, this just got really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And certainly mm-hmm. we're both good trumpet players, but. That's not that's not all of it. It's that we now have a history of having played together for a long time in very different environments. We've done recording sessions, we've done live things, we've done church things, we've done orchestral things, we've done recordings of you know rock and pop and stupid things, you know. But so you we're also very listen used to and playing a, to each other. And you also listen and adjust and are flexible. Right. I mean, yeah, we've done don't some know solo that, things, we've done solo and chamber things here, to, you know, at IU. So Yeah. Like when we did Tony Plogue's double concerto years ago, <laughs> like we were getting together every morning for about a month before the performance going, all right, if you're going to breathe there, then I won't, I'll make sure I go here and let's just, mm-hmm. let's just run this and let's play. And like, we were like 
spending time together every morning. Actually working on it, that seems like, weird. And a boy, you know, so <laughs> when you get to the rehearsal and kind of play through, it's like, well, that was easy. <laughs> of course it was yeah. easy. We did all the work. But right. that is part of it. You guys have done all that work in the band. So when you pull out of that, it's like, well, of course we've been doing this in a different way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good to hear, but it's not all that surprising. It's a shame we don't have more of that. Right. You know, yes. and the, that that's True. where, you know, especially me who loves big bands more than than anybody should. You know, when you watch how the orchestra model developed in this country, it's a shame the big band model never really did. Mm. You know, where there are that's a gig. You know, you look at Lincoln Center and you look at the Columbus Jazz Orchestra and there are other places around the country. But the idea of a full time job of playing in a big band at the same level and commitment of an orchestra. Right. Yeah. Because then you get that feeling of these are these are my people. We play together and we're just locked in. Yeah, right. it makes so it's many so things great. easy. Yeah. yeah, closest thing we have there are the premier military bands in D.C., like the Blues <laughs> or Airmen and Note, Commodores. Sure. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I talked about this last summer when somebody put up a video of my first year in the band. We were at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that was... 22 i'm gonna watch that's it see how, how it said. sounded you said wow look at my hair <laughs> it looks like, the same my, my hair was shorter but actually actually more people now say look at my hair um, but i was watching and my first thought was a couple of things to be perfectly honest i was like how did i sound that night but then they're like you know but then i'm watching going wow that band was good yeah, you yeah. know, and that was in the that was in the <laughs> middle of a tour. After that was my first year in the band. So we had I joined the band coming out of basic in December and January. We spent thirty three days going to India, February fourteenth to March seventeenth, and wow. played a ton of concerts. We were home for two weeks, and we did a forty day tour from like um, <laughs> April first through May tenth. Uh, wow! And then we were home for the rest of May, and then we went off to Europe on like June first, and we're there for most of June. And this is the middle of that tour, so we had spent wow. that much road time together that year. Yeah. And I'm watching. This is a live concert. Going, well, oh, that band sounds. That band sounds. That band sounds, sounds good. Like it knows what it's doing. But that's yeah. why you spend that much yeah. time together. Yeah. You know, you're so when together. you when you record, um, in any situation, would you rather record after the rehearsal cycle? is over or would you like perform after the recording perform before the recording what do you guys like to do I, if it were up to me it would always be perform then record because then yeah. you know how yeah. it actually goes on and play game. yourself into, into recording not into recording yeah. shape but into position to record the best thing but then you, you know what it's mm -hmm. supposed to be like musically yeah. live yeah because what i want our recording to be is essentially to capture this is what a live performance is and unfortunately, that recording's sort of gotten away from that a lot. A yeah. lot. It's yeah. not close. Yeah. 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 But that's still the idea of it. So I'm going to be like, all right, let's go perform it and see what that how that goes. Yeah, the technology yeah. makes it too easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my experience with this this kind of thing was that for a while we did this long run of Keystone Winds recordings for mm -hmm. Clavier, for the Clavier yeah. label. and. You know, a bunch of us have played together over the years, and we'd get together for essentially long weekends at a time, but we had all done it so much in the same section with the same people around that it was like, you know, that yeah. ensemble vibe was just automatic. All right, what are, we, what are we playing this time? Whatever it is. But yeah, there's a, there's a great human, the human aspect to all that too, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the stuff that really makes it tick. Now, musically, sure, we're all paying attention, and you start to, you start to anticipate what other people do, you know. How flat Joey is in the low register, for example. <laughs> Just as an example, you know, when you're sitting next to him, how long all of your staccatos are. 
My what? Yeah, yeah yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we can find out exactly how high a G can actually be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Legally, a G sharp. <laughs> if we're measuring, for Some example. Some say sharp G. I say G sharp. G sharp, exactly. Yeah. I'm the tuner. <laughs> Clearly a G sharp. Dead center with a smiley face. Yes. And no valves down. Nope. <laughs> no valve to be seen anywhere. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. Well, Brian, I'm glad you got to enjoy that because you put a lot of work in for that. I mean, yes. ultimately, your years, you know, and all of you playing together in the brass band can be a heavy lift with some of that music. So to be able to sit back and enjoy, it's pretty cool. It was very fun. We had a great yeah. time. We all enjoyed, yeah, enjoying a performance was very, very cool. Wow. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, I, along that line, I'm about to enjoy a bunch of performances. As the new year is starting, it's yeah. time to get out and get on the road. So uh, <laughs> a couple couple weeks ago, I got a, a phone call from the Houston Symphony. I'm about to head down there Ding. And, and do a Pops concert with them, Ding. which is always fun for, for essentially two reasons. One, Great orchestra, great hang, great section, great music. Always fun to play there. But two, and, uh-huh. we're in Texas, so I eat nothing there but Mexican is. food the whole time I'm there. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's why I, it's a good I will, gig. I will come back more salsa than man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to get down there. But I will only be back for just a short uh, start my school year here and then off to St. Louis as they have a really unusual concert where I'll be playing a lead on something they need, and but also... Uh, there's a, a large Stravinsky piece that has more than three trumpets I'll be playing, I think fourth trumpet on that, and then assistant on something else. So I get the full workout. You know, and I, I like being versatile. I consider that a strength. So the idea that I, I'm <laughs> yes. being recognized by a, a, a real orchestra of like, well, yeah, we need you to play lead on this, but as long as you're here, be here. <laughs> you're, can just play this. Yeah. And uh, oh, they need an assistant. Can you just go do that as well? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm happy to do all of that. Right. <laughs> So, so you got uh, your A your A trumpet ready to rock and roll. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Yeah, so Stravinsky, good. right? I mean, so good. You know. Uh, Do you know what it is? What um, the Stravinsky piece is? Uh, I think it's the Ebony Concerto. It's, oh. it's five yeah, trumpets. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar really? with it, so I, I've been wow. looking it up and listening. Yeah, it's like so, a big band. Uh, Wait, you've been it, working on it already? It's it's been weird. No, I'm aware of it. So. <laughs> so so practicing it. Well, practicing, yeah, of course I'm practicing. Got to practice. No, practicing that. Well, no, I didn't have the music until then. So yeah, <laughs> I just I looked it up to listen to it and go, what am I getting myself into? Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to hear what I'm going to play because I was like, what is this? I don't know. And I looked at the program. So, but fun. yeah, it'd be great to be out there. Uh, they have a new principal I don't know yet. I look forward to meeting him. Uh, what I really think you're on to though is taking gigs where you like to eat. Well, yeah, because what most people don't know about St. Louis, mm-hmm. St. Louis actually has a little Italy. They've got an, an, an Italian neighborhood there. Oh. And it's not just about the toasted ravioli, which they're famous for around the St. Louis area, which, by the way, <laughs> totally worth it. But there's some great Italian great Italian restaurants around there, which are you need to go. Yeah, of course. This is the, the hard part of traveling around the country now because it's so much the same where when I was on the road, especially in the 80s and 90s, there was it was a lot more different. Right. Where now there's so much that's the same everywhere. The quality was pretty dis- desperate, too, all, right? All over the map, right. <laughs> yeah. So you ask people where you are, hey, where do you like to go? And then right. you go check that out, and you get to learn where all that stuff is. When I first joined the Army, uh, the piano player, who was, we only overlapped for like two tours. It was He was right at the end of his career, and I was just coming in. 
he was like an encyclopedia of chicken fried steak in the Southwest. He knew where every place was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to hang with that guy. That's so, great. Uh, and you know, our good friend, our good friend, Fred Powell down in North Carolina, he's like an encyclopedia of barbecue. Fred is that. Yeah. Right. You know, so if you're down somewhere and say, uh, hey, Fred, I'm here. Here's what you do. All right. You drive down this county road. You're going to get to a 7-Eleven. Take a left there. Go about four miles. There's going to be a tree. You don't need that. Keep going. And like he'll get you to a great barbecue place. And this mm -hmm. is great. So when I'm in St. Louis, yeah, I'll definitely hit uh, definitely hit some of the Italian neighborhood there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of becoming the taco whisperer. You know what I mean? Well, I'm a little, I'm <laughs> snooty. I, I have a problem. Yeah. I have a I have a prejudice. I have a you know my Texas bias really does come out. Shows so. up. Yeah, because yeah. there are people in California that think they understand Mexican food because it's very much like Mexican food is in Mexico. Yeah. And uh, my first tour into Mexico left me shocked and stunned that those people don't know anything about Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> As growing up in Texas, we have taken ownership of that. We do not call it Tex-Mex in Texas. No, we call it no, Mexican food. Mexican. Right. Yeah. You have to be on the outside looking in to call it Tex-Mex. Yeah. My parents' like, what are you favorite restaurant in New Hampshire is a Mexican restaurant. I'm mm. like, I, I I don't think that's okay. It's New it's, Hampshire. I want to, well, what, we, we may have to go visit. That. We we have to go to. We'll go check in with them. I we'll know that's probably not going to be okay. But it's yeah, like, so I, okay. I don't like eating seafood when I'm inland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I had two years I lived in Kentucky. I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. I should be able to see water to eat yeah. seafood sort of thing. What did that have to go through to get here to me? <laughs> <laughs> there's something to that i'm just saying yeah, yeah. there's something it's, to that but yeah so i'm excited to, to get back out and play with these great orchestras get the school year up and running and things are looking good uh bill what do you got for us this morning uh, i just wanted to talk about a couple letters that i got which kind of actually tie uh -oh. into uh -oh. letters uh that tie into uh the podcast because in both of these cases the podcast was mentioned one <laughs> was this really phenomenal letter I got from a student who started at Messiah around pandemic time. Fantastic saxophone player uh, from Colorado who came to school Messiah and after a short period of time realized with everything going on it was just better for him to be home in Colorado. And like I've been doing this a long time, you know, I, what you figure out is what that student needs and then that's what you facilitate. Right. It's not like trying to talk someone into staying or any of that stuff. I listened. He was very clear about what he wanted and needed, and I just kind of helped him do that. And I hadn't talked to him in quite a while and then just got an email from him like this past week, this beautiful email about just thanking me for helping him do that. He's ready nice. to student teach now. And then he said, it was a funny thing about, and I'm still, you know, benefiting from your pedagogy. And I'm thinking, like, I had you for one semester in jazz ensemble. And then he drops it because I listened to the open bell. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, oh, no. Sucks yes. Sucks have open bells. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, so shout out to Colton Sell for reaching out to me. I know I know Colton's uh, listening Good job, when he, when he can. Well done. Good and uh, I hated to see him go. Like, phenomenal guy. Great, but, great student. But, but if happy that's for right him. for thing for him at the time yeah then that's what you yeah. do yeah yeah ultimately that's it so i'm hoping at some point our paths cross maybe with a upcoming trip to colorado or something like that i might be able oh, to colorado see do you him. ever do you ever want to go to colorado bill <laughs> yeah uh, is there yeah. like is there anything in durango that you want to go check out there's do a some lot bike of stuff in durango and... yeah <laughs> yeah i know we'll Dr. talk about that at some point because 
I know Josh Doctor Joe Nibley's on your speed dial at this point. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Joe's Joe's coming out this spring. He's going to yeah. spend a couple of days at Messiah. Oh, excellent. Oh, excellent. And as part of this project, which eventually we can talk about on here, I'll be going back to Durango maybe over the summer. Oh, there it is. You going to bring yeah. a bike with you? Uh, it's a good chance. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to go quote a bike. working Do in some Durango. Research in Durango. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go check out the Durango Shade Company. <laughs> exactly. Make sure I understand all the workings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, the other letter came from um, a former colleague, a guy that I taught in the same area with, uh, and we've been sort of mildly in touch here and there over the last, I want to say, thirty years. Um, had a he had a phenomenal band program, always just great. He's a really fine trumpet player, an amazing teacher, um, and now we've kind of in touch more often um i sent him a copy of my book so he could check that out because he's starting to have he has more time to play kids are grown and all that so he's getting back to trumpet which i'm glad he's doing excellent um as everyone should yeah Yeah. but then in this last email to me reveals he's all in with the open bell (laughs) (laughs) excellent so shout out to sean halquist for uh getting back to the trumpet good good job sean you know You're you're doing it right Welcome Here he goes. Like, realize how important it is and how cool it is to get back to it. And, and uh, playing trumpet is just better than not playing trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. We got him hooked up and hope to hear some more from him uh, sometime soon. So, yeah, that was it for me. Like different, different aspects, but, you know, all kind of tied in through the open bell and just yeah. really great acquaintances through music that we make. So. That's great. Fantastic. All right, boys, it's game time. And Joey. Oh, no. Uh-oh best bumper you've ever written you haven't heard it yet because you haven't told me what the game is yet. oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> what it's time to it's what time did to i play. what did i write it's time to play respect <laughs> oh, i'm glad you liked that one wow that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been waiting. You've been waiting forever to write that. That's been that's been locked and loaded for a while. I and do appreciate the like opportunity. It. Wow, <laughs> the way you capped the end of that was spectacular, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> oh my gosh, so predictable. Oh, it's so good. It's so necessary. I thought you would have done it in A, but the fact that you did it in C is even more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. I, this game is super easy. How do we play this game? <laughs> Here's the way it is. You're going to hate this game. No rules. I already hate this game. Uh, no, this is super easy. I give you two things and you have to tell me for which one of those two things you have more respect. That sounds easy. This is easy. Actually, I think I might like this game. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, he's got that look. This, no. Yeah. He's Sandbagger. Got, come on. Well, look. Ryan, he's got to look, right? Yeah, he's game. like, oh, you look. think you're going to like this, right? It's an easy game. We're in it's trouble. Are, can we ask just for a second before we get to the what? game, Bill, uh-huh. are you in some sort of cave right now? Because you seem to be wearing a coat. I'm freezing. <laughs> he's always cold. I'm in my basement. You're so in your house, which I'm has... In, this is, I'm in the trumpet bunker. Right, but your house has, like, it's you know, heat, right? It does, but it sometimes it gets cold down here, and I was in a hurry today, so I didn't get to turn the heater on, and I am I, – I've been eyeing this blanket that I can see from here but can't reach. 
I recently did a gig where we were, we were in Evansville, and it oh, was oh yeah, it was eight, it was eighteen degrees at the time of rehearsal, and I walked in in a short in a, shorts and a sweatshirt. At which point, one of the violists, uh, a friend of mine named Kathy, she said, "Okay, what's wrong with you?" And I said, "No, no, no, this is <laughs> yeah. come on, you know what you're talking about." She goes, "Yeah, but come on." And I said, "Here, just go ahead, touch my arm." Mm-hmm. And she touches my arm. I just walked in. She goes, "800 degrees." How are you yeah. warm? I said, "Right, this isn't a macho thing with me. I'm warm." <laughs> you are human blast furnace. Yeah. So I'm looking at Bill right now, going, "He's inside, but seems to be freezing." Freezing. I don't he understand that concept. Freezing. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking things like, "Oh, if I had brought my coat, my hat would be in the pocket. I could put that on." <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> this right. is why I have this zipped up to the point where it's dangerously close to being called a turtleneck. Yeah, it you're looking like, like you're looking wagger like right now. I am yeah. And and look at this with with school not being in session, Brian's not even wearing a tie to the podcast. No tie. Oh, that's right. He's not. Look, it's I'm casual sure Brian. Can tell tell too. The, you're you're more relaxed today. <laughs> oh, we can definitely hear it. Always. Yeah. 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 All right. So no, let's all right, let's me. get to the I, game. I, I'm cold all the time. I'm that guy. Okay. So respect. Respect. Yeah. I give you two things. You tell me for which one you have more respect. We can do that. All right. Yeah. Question number one. Question number one. The New York Philharmonic or the Chicago Symphony? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you're a terrible person. <laughs> Holy crap. This is why you had that look. Oh, this is why I had the look. Oh, Holy my gosh. <laughs> that is not okay. That's not okay. Wow. How do you answer that? I mean, Brian I mean, thinks they're both overrated, but it's <laughs> <laughs> a different game. It does. Different That's game. a different game. That's a different game. Wow. More. No, this isn't. This okay, is saying don't respect the other one. Thank you, Brian. It doesn't mean that you don't respect the other one, but you might Even say. If that's true. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I'm going in. If you think they're overrated. I'm going in. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go right on the edge here and I'm gonna lean Chicago because of the history of the recordings and the brass section and what they were doing. I mm. think that's a stronger history there of that recording, all the Reiner stuff, all that stuff with all the brass. I'm going wow. I'm gonna lean Chicago, but this is not to say anything bad about New York. Yeah, I, I would lean I lean Chicago, although the Bernstein history is uh the Bernstein history York is pretty is amazing. Pretty strong, but I don't think you can make it on one, one conductor. Especially yeah. if it's a wagger, you can't base your decision yeah. on a wagger. <laughs> like, well, that's for sure. But those yeah, were like I, the, I the amount Chicago. of recordings and all the all mm-hmm. the big stuff they were doing for so long, and the brass section just top to bottom. Yeah, they were yeah. setting. No, that setting makes quite sense, the standard, right? Weren't they? I'm gonna yeah. lean. I'm gonna lean Chicago. Yeah, gently. Yeah, make, gently. Brian also leaning Chicago. That's great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Very cool. All right, question two. Question. Two. East Coast jazz or West Coast jazz? No offense, Brian. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't love either of these terms. <laughs> and, and, I know. And I, th- and I think mm. actually where we are now, these terms are just outdated and gone. So I think this is talking about specific time periods as well. Yeah. Wow. But wow. Yet, but yet two different styles I mean, yeah. at one point in time in particular. Right. At one point in time, there was a, a stark difference to what was going on on the East Coast and the West Coast. Again, I think I'm going to lean, lean, I'm going to lean East here. Mm. As I think mm. there's a little more, a little more drive, a little bit more uh, 
of of pushing the harmonic boundaries of things going from the west, from the east coast more than the east coast at that time period than the west. Mm-hmm. So I might lean lean east with I, no disrespect to the west. I always felt like the west coast was looking down its nose at me. Mm. West coast jazz was like uh, that's just, part that's part of it that I too like. Cool for you to understand. <laughs> Joey likes that part. <laughs> I like yeah, that part. <laughs> I didn't like that part at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would definitely say East Coast. Okay, cool. That's not fun. See, what about you, Bill? You haven't terrible. voted on either of these. Oh my God, I would never answer questions like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, He's throwing us to the wolves. Are you oh. kidding me? If there were fool. if there were actually some sort of TMZ cycle for trumpet players, like we'd be on the front page with like Joey and Brian says New York Phil sucks. <laughs> yes. If we had any listeners, I'd be worried. We have so many listeners. We have more and more all the time. Yeah. Evidently, in a, saxophone, a saxophone in player in, Cal- in Colorado <laughs> and a trumpet player in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question three. Question three. Brass bands. Or concert bands. Oh, well, I know we're I know we're Brian. We don't even need to go with Brian here. I'm gonna go concert bands though, because oh, I think oh. I think here's why. Hear wow. me out. I think at the highest level, it's harder to get a concert band all together because of all the different instruments, including woodwinds, than the brass band, which is all the, the same kind of instruments, even in the same key. Yeah, same clef. Yeah. Well. Mostly. That's absolutely the wrong answer. How can you respect an ensemble <laughs> with clarinets? It's so prominent. In I'm going to lean Brian on this. <laughs> I knew the clarinets are going to take a beating here. But what I'm saying is I will respect an ensemble that can sound that good while it actually Despite has clarinets, clarinets in it. Like you listen Just, to the Marine Band. They've Despite. got clarinet players, and they sound amazing. He didn't say Marine do. Band. But he, he said that's concert a concert band. band. But that that's an example band. of a concert band. Maybe the concert band. <laughs> so, you know, but we played, we all played with the uh, Air Force band was about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Navy band. That was a Navy band. Navy band. We played with the Navy band. Oh, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a really a good, good ensemble. That's, that's, that's a good band right there. Those are professionals. So and they, good. and they have clarinets yeah. in there and they sound that good. Yeah, but they're professionals. Exactly. Remember the way they dialed that in. Like we stood in front of them three times. <laughs> yes. A rehearsal, a dress rehearsal and mm-hmm. a concert. Mm-hmm. And, Rehearsal was great. We get to the dress rehearsal that morning, sound check, and I went, oh. And then on the gig, it was like, <laughs> oh. <level. laughs> yeah. oh, my. Everyone's yes. at work now. That's a great you know. band. <laughs> really great band. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Question uh, four, I think it is. Question yep. four, I think it is. IU or Miami? <laughs> <laughs> now, you mean Miami of Florida, not uh, Miami, Ohio. Florida, not Miami of Ohio. Oh my gosh. Do you mean the college? Do you mean the state versus the city? What do you mean? I mean the, un- the university. <laughs> IU. You said IU, not Indiana. Yeah, IU. IU. IU, University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Wow. So where I teach versus one of the places I went to school. Yes. That's mean. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That's so mean. I don't hear you saying Rowan against Oberlin. So uh, <laughs> I haven't no. got to question five yet. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I'm gonna lean I I, I'm gonna lean IU, and here's why. Okay. When I was at Miami, the jazz school was amazing, mm. and there was a lot of good things going on on the classical side, but yeah. not nearly as comprehensive as what we've got going at IU. Or we're like we're trying yeah. to cover more things at that same level. Yeah. 
So I'm going to lean towards where I'm where I'm right now, with no disrespect yeah. to what's going on down in Miami. Well, no, now. that's your alma mater and a clearly yeah. an amazing school. Great place, yeah. and I had a great time there. Yeah, Brian. I said IU just because Joey's there now. <laughs> that, that's why didn't I think of that? <laughs> why did I? Now, if you'd asked me this in 1993, I was at Miami because that's where Miami. I was then. Right. Yeah. Yes, me now. Yeah, yeah. I'm at IU, so now it's IU. It's IU. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love that answer, Brian. That's the best answer I'm going to hear all day long. Well done. <laughs> All right, Joe, you're not going to like the next question, but Brian's going to love it. Okay. you got to hear the whole question. Uh-oh. So this right. is question Question five. number five. Question five. Do you have more respect for someone who was born with high notes like Joey or someone who worked for them like Scott? <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to... Beat the crap out of you as this is not a question. <laughs> Nobody was born with high notes. Nobody picks up the trumpet, starts playing, and has double C's. Oh. No. I I think someone who worked worked for it. So Scott. everybody works for it. <laughs> are you saying Brian, the natural saying... high note guys like Joey? Yeah, I don't I'm so mad at you guys right now. Yeah, I am so mad. Well, this Natural. Is where, I, this is the one question that I will answer. I'm saying the same thing. I mean, Scott's work ethic on this oh, subject God. was amazing. I'm turning this whole podcast around. No ice cream for anybody. <laughs> I mean, don't. So, hey, so, so I didn't work for you, it. We're not saying you don't sound great. You do. We know, you sound, you sound great, great but you've just been always been able to do it. So what's just what's always the been there for you? I've always been able to do it. Yeah. You don't remember a time in which you couldn't play high notes. It's why you didn't tell Orion last week what you were able to do when you picked up the horn. You would <laughs> right. have crushed that guy's After spirit. one week, I couldn't do what he's doing after one week. Although well, I will tell you, in sixth grade, to I, one octave. I, yeah, <laughs> play that low. I, I did figure out because I <laughs> did learn my low. C major scale. I'll kill you both. One of the first, <laughs> one of the first things I learned how to do is back when when I was starting trumpet, the Muppet Show was on. And oh, what yeah. I did figure out in my practice room, in my bedroom, was how to play the theme from The Muppet Show, because you can do that with the C major scale on trumpet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that part I did figure out. But, uh, oh. oh, no, I remember, I distinctly remember, it was a lesson, uh, one of my first band directors was named Cindy Michael. She was a middle school band director for my sixth grade year, and then she moved to take a high school job up near uh, Austin, and she was a trumpet player. So it was, uh, she gave me a few lessons right before I started with Bernie Nero, who was in the symphony. I was in her apartment. We were playing something at the end of sixth grade that went up to about a G on top of the staff. And <laughs> like getting to that note felt like I was blowing my guts out. Right. <laughs> she was like, no, I think you can do it. Just, you know, come on, just give me a little, you know, just try and play it all the way up there. And I'm like, I don't know how anybody plays higher than this. This is probably the highest anybody's ever played. <laughs> that was G on, on top of the staff. That's great. And that was the end of sixth grade. Beautiful. <laughs> so I hate you both for that question. You're <laughs> terrible, terrible people. So you're going with you then? I'm going with, I'm not answering that question. Because <laughs> I don't believe there's anyone who just picks up the horn and has high notes pop out. Uh, we all figure it out in our own ways. Beautiful. All right, and we have a bonus question. Bonus uh -oh. question. All right. Do you have more respect for a trumpet player who stays a trumpet player or one who becomes a president? <laughs> <laughs> Are we all pointing no offense out east of us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, what direction. if the president still actually is a trumpet player, though? 
Yeah, no. what if the president yeah, could still actually play? Like, and play at a high level. Yeah, yeah. What, if the, what if it's an actual university president that is still actually a player? He's still killing it. Well, then, yeah. You'd have Isn't to that more that respect? respect I, all I have to player. say to this question is go Bobcats. That's, go all, Bobcats. I've got, that's all I've got to say to that question. Go Michael, Bobcats. from time to time, is just to make the president do a spit take with his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we know he's normally listening as he's driving. He might yes. have just taken that Miata off the road. <laughs> he might have had to pull over. <laughs> uh, oh, that's all good right. work. All right, Joey, hit the outro this week. I love that you did that. Go. Man, that was killing. Oh, my gosh. Never saw that coming, did you? No. (laughs) That's the first time you've ever done an outro. Well, you know, when you feel so moved. He's got extra time on his hands. Well, I know you've been. With all all that extra time. (laughs) You have been just laying and waiting for this tune for months. Fair enough. Uh, All right. Well, boys, it's time for a couple things. Hey, look, we've said it before. We're going to say it again. This is pretty simple. The trumpet is non-negotiable. You could have skipped last week's podcast had you just adopted this philosophy earlier. Fair. Yeah. That's Quit true. screwing around. But we know you weren't listening to us. You were not paying attention. <laughs> well, they weren't paying attention and following through. That's but now the it, it's the new year, so it's time to start fresh. It's and we last week days. was about sort of guilting you into it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of you know, leading you to water, as it were. Yeah. And now so like, we're it's here okay. to say, you're all right, but now we're we're, drop, we're dropping the hammer now. Yeah. It's we time to it drop sucks. the hammer. We know it hurts. We know it's not fun, and you sound bad, so let's <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> and if you need to know how bad, just send us a tape. And we'll, we'll yeah. tell you. Very happy to tell you how bad you <laughs> sound. A small fee, we'll review all the recordings you sent in. I, I did have uh, a... A young woman in here just just yesterday, name, for example, for example, Madison, Madison. great name, yeah, for yep. example, great. And she, she wanted to play some excerpts for me and pulled out one and said, "Well, this is my worst excerpt." I'm like, "Wow!" Before we ever played, I'm like, "Well, let's hear it." She played it and I said, "Well, you're right about that. It's definitely your worst excerpt." It <laughs> <laughs> does sound like the worst. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. You know, we've talked about this before in various ways, but maybe today just serves as a it's a good chance, you know, to remind folks like you. This is the decision you do have to make. You have to make this decision that it's that it is non-negotiable part of your day. Right. Even if it means leaving out something else or even if it means getting up really early to get it done, then you got to do it. And not only that, let's make sure we I don't want to end with this message. I want to start with this message. It's worth it. So you might yeah. the, the idea is always yeah but yeah but yeah but you you and that's the last place you want to be because then you end up as we talked about last week the idea of future you looking back going gosh if only I'd done some Very more work angry to get with here past you yeah right mm-hmm. you want to set future you up to sound great you know we talked a little last week about like I've got a bunch I I've already kind of mapped out the first half of this year around some things I already know about 
like, I know I'm going to go play with these two orchestras. I know I'm coming out to Pennsylvania. I know I'm going to NTC. I know I'm going to ITG. I'm performing at every one of these places. And, and I really am looking forward to all of those things. So if I stop practicing, when I get right up against those performances, I am not going to be enjoying myself at all. Right. How I'm going to enjoy those performances is having built into my just lifestyle that I'm always practicing so that when I get to performances, like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what you've got to be. It's worth it, but you've got to, got to, got to do it. Got to sit yeah. down and say, this, I, this is important. This is a priority. I'm going to make that decision. As Bill often says, you make the one big decision that helps with all the little decisions. Mm, all the little so decisions easy. The big decision is, do you want to get better at trumpet? And the answer to that, I'm going to help you with that right now. Yes, is the answer yes. to that. And the since the answer, answer to that, is... since that's already the answer, you're welcome, by the way. Now, all you've got to do is take the time of saying, okay, how am I going to practice? Not, not am I going to or not? That's no longer the question. The decision's so, already been made. The decision's made. Yeah. The so now made. to go about how to do it. So I got to tell this story. Go. I, you know me, I like pencils and paper. Before I can write a piece of music, it goes in my notebook and sketch things out. And then... I know, so in the 1890s. <laughs> eventually, I will start to put it in finale. Fair. Same thing is with my schedule every semester. I like to do the schedule by hand. Right. Right. I know, that paper now, calendar thing. I love it. Then, more recently, I've been thinking about this thing like a notebook that would be in front of my laptop keyboard, right? Mm -hmm. And it would be the week broken down, like broken down each week and would have some goals at the top and then a list where I could put specifically that day what I was going to do to practice like a planner but very specifically for each week how I was going to break down the week so that I could use my time really productively and be super productive because yeah, you're from... not productive right now well I mean <laughs> hey slacker's gonna slack <laughs> yeah, slacker's right. gonna slack <laughs> gotta keep so, yourself reined in there Bill Elliot, Elliot's home from school and I'm sitting at the table and he's like what are you doing because he sees me drawing this thing out and making the squares and and stuff he goes well I'm like trying to I'm gonna I'm gonna up my pre my productivity here right get back in January I'm gonna I got all the stuff to get some music to write I got the stuff to do and so I'm thinking about this thing and he goes oh, that's really cool hang on I'll be right back <laughs> so he leaves and he comes back holding his MacBook up. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, right. I got to tell you, not knowing what's coming next, I'm right now so happy. I know you are, <laughs> which is why I'm telling this story. He sits down, opens it up, and he goes, look, <laughs> it's all color coded. And this, these are academic things I have to do. And these are rehearsals. And this color is for when I have practice. And you see, it's all sketch. I'm very, I'm very proud of him, by the way. I'm having a, yeah. a moment, you know, because he's, oh, my gosh. This is, there this, it is. He's figured it out. This is yeah. my boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, when he's practicing every day and how much, and it's all color code and everything. And I'm like, well, yeah. But, but see, on the paper, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I could change things. And he goes, edit, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there exactly. it is. <laughs> exactly. So he shares the screen. But I'm like, so by the but by the day, like I really want to get into the day. And then he, of course he clicks the next button. And I know this stuff is there. But yeah. there's something about having it on paper. Yeah, so it's I'm worse. Just, 
No. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the something else. No. Something else doesn't Elliot work as well. Is exactly right. <laughs> that is why he's my boy. That's so, exactly how I set mine up. My calendar. I just shoot. I for those you don't know, as Bill was talking, I pulled up my calendar and shared screen, <laughs> which is color coded uh, by whether it's a lesson or a rehearsal yeah. or a meeting, and and you can do it minute by minute on the day. Yep, I know, but then it's a screen. And right. It's not and, just... and it's accessible anywhere you want at any time. Right. You, you don't have to go, where's my calendar? You can say, hold on, I can just open my phone and it's right there. Well, listen, I know there's people out there and they're resonating with me right now because they love the paper, the idea of the paper calendar, the paper they're, And agenda. they're wrong, too. No. <laughs> and they're also wrong. But all that's be- just and I all out myself here. My wife is one of those people. She is a paper calendar person. I love it. But all that to say, to get to the point of, it really doesn't matter how you do it, but the point is to plan it. Like, you can't fly by the seat of your pants on this. This has to be built into a schedule. There has to be an agenda. If we're taking this to the next level, let's say you are an avid practicer. Okay, great. You've got it down to those sessions. How many a week? What's happening in each one of those? Right. Let me see the balance of what you're doing and when you intend to do it and make sure that it's a non-negotiable time. Mm -hmm. So. But I knew you were going to enjoy this because I, I, I this plan for how this thing's going to work like a notebook. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Pulled out an actual yeah. notebook. Right. Actually, Actually yeah. pulled out the yeah, MacBook. MacBook it showed me. Right. But we're you you make this super easy, Joey, because you it's just first thing out of the shoots every yep. morning. You're Get not up. trying to wedge it in. No. No, and, and, and luckily, you know, I have a job where I teach trumpet. So I come in and do that in the morning. I teach trumpet, and then I have time in the afternoon. So I have kind of a built-in three hours a day. Easy. Right. Easy three hours a day. A th- yeah. Easy three hours a day. And, and you know, a lot of people in our age bracket, you know, even Bill's age bracket. Wow, I will <laughs> talk about it for a moment. We'll all, all, often talk about how, well, when you're young, you need to put in that kind of time so you can get good. And then you want to maintain. Like, uh, no, nope. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. I want to keep growing. I want to keep getting better. Yeah. So, and, you know, so far, so good. I'll let you know when it stops working. But I'm yeah. definitely better now than I was five and 10 and 20 years ago. You're definitely better than you were five years ago. Brian, <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, oh, definitely. No question. I love the implication of like he sucked then. <laughs> yeah. Well, suck is a just big carry, word. Just carrying uh, me at that we point. We would never say that. I mean, I, I think it's fair <laughs> to say, Brian, concerns, I think is the word. Right. Yes. We had concerns. Issues. Yeah. Issues. Yes. Right. Yeah. You're just carrying me like you were at that That's time. That's right. Well, yes. Look, you know, we're somebody friends. had to. Well, we're that's what, that's what, what you friend, do. That's what friends are for. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yes. Exactly. You know, can you play this low G for me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That felt like an attack. I, <laughs> I think three times since you've told the story on here, I told I was just telling Elliot about this the other day about the Maynard thing playing the national anthem. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be fair, he said you got me, oh, but he had it. God. He was cool. He, he just wanted it. You want to make you want a little safety valve, but he was fine. But. But how ridiculous that it was low G-E-C that he was worried about. <laughs> sure. It was also the, the sun was out. I mean, it was during the daytime. Oh, you know? my gosh. <laughs> oh, so good. But ultimately, getting detailed with it. So you have made this a part of your day where it is, you're out of bed, you do this, it's done. Yes. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I have to say that was a, 
that's a flip for me because I didn't really enjoy playing in the morning. I was a little puffy. Sure. Yeah, you used to complain about that, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Still yeah. used to. It is. But you still is, do but it. Even, but Brian and I had this conversation when we first started Trumpet Monday. You're like, hey, man, listen, my schedule's set up. I got this Thursday night rehearsal. I got this Sunday rehearsal. So I'm kind of taking it easy over the weekend. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because what he said <laughs> to me, I don't, know if, I don't know if you remember this. You're like, every Monday I come in and I feel terrible every Monday. Yeah. And I'm like, of course. You're beating yourself up on Sunday night with no practice. You yeah. actually need to practice more going into that. He's like, uh, playing more, you know, that kind of stuff. Trust me, short term, you might feel it. Long term right. is what works. It's and so what much year was that? Now. What year was that? Seven or eight. Nice when yeah. we first got together. Yeah. Right. And then what year did Brian and I finally come out to get the, our introduction to the thing? What was that four years ago now? Four or five years ago. I'm yeah. just saying it's a long time between when you first knew about this, Brian. And then but, when but, you But Brian, to, to his credit, oh, was no, like, I was no, I was playing no, like a month, a month later, calls me up. He's like, Okay, I kind of feel stupid. It's actually just practice your way through like everything else, and then you're fine. Yep. And he's like, so I feel good on Monday mornings. You took the advice then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You just didn't go full on with the thing. Until... I wasn't doing the full on thing. Right. No, no I've been telling... I was, I was guys... practicing early. Yeah. No, yeah. I have not well, hidden this from people. It's just most people think, well, I'm not doing well, that. And I'm like, we, okay, then you just don't want to get better. It's fine. For a couple of years before we came out to do the thing, like you and I would room on the road, and I would hear you doing this. Yeah. But I thought it was entirely absurd to start with long tones to double C. That right. makes no Most sense do. to me whatsoever. Everybody except for thinks the I, that. Everybody thinks that, except what if you want to actually play all of those notes with a good sound? Right. Then well, yeah, why but, wouldn't you not want to start the day by doing that? It was just the starting with it that was hard for me. Well, right. What's simpler than, well, let's just play every note on the horn. It just escalates quickly. <laughs> yeah, it does escalate quickly. quickly. That is true. true. That first but... day in the studio, we were like, oh, that got out of hand oh, really fast. Boy. That escalated quickly. And right, that was but... followed by the best question of the day. Seven? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know Clark Seven? 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 <laughs> you guys need the book? I don't need the book. Where's the book? 20 years yeah, ago. Where's, <laughs> where's that book? Oh, well, and if you're making decisions during the day about whether you should practice, like in the next half hour, should I practice? You're always going to go the path of least resistance. Well, I'd really like a cup of coffee or this student really needs to see me or I really need to schedule this or I need to send these three emails. You always make that that decision. Right. If you're waiting until right. you're in the moment, you're doing it wrong. Totally. Yeah. You're, you're going yeah. to lose that battle and you're going to lose that war. And anything with anything that's out there that you're reading or seeing on productivity is this early morning, right, just get up and get at it. And this isn't, and especially away from the screen and just doing whatever it is you're doing, whether it's exercising or meditating or writing or journaling or whatever, it's first thing in the morning, that's the productive time to do this. Because mm -hmm. you're protecting it in that regard. If not, you're throwing it out there where it is completely unprotected, and it will get nuked by anything and everything. Absolutely. People will come steal your time if you allow it. So, oh and especially gosh. with our jobs. Well, yeah, and, and I ran into thing. one of our viola professors yeah. uh, where just I was walking out as he was walking in one afternoon, and he said, we know each other. We're friendly. Joey, when do you get here? <laughs> and I said, I'm usually, I usually start practicing at seven. So I get here like a couple minutes before, like metronome goes on at seven. He says, it just seems no matter when I get here, you're already there. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's the time I, I know I can get in here and I can get practice done. And there's very little else going on. So nothing really gets in the way. He's like, 
Oh, I like that. Now, to be fair, everybody gets to set this on their own. Uh, our new trombone professor, Brittany Lash, she's amazing, right? We share a wall. So she's in the studio right next to mine. And we we're having this discussion once as she comes in later in the day. And so, like, I'm usually te done teaching when she's starting teaching, right? She's so, so uh, you're here early. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I get here. Like, I'm usually practicing at seven. She goes, no, oh, I'm not doing that. Right? <laughs> goes, but that for her, that does not work for her. I'm like, right. yeah, but she's, she's got her own schedule. So I'm not sure. saying you have to do what I do. I'm saying you have to do something. Well, and for a long time, I, I was a late night practicer because, mm -hmm. okay, the day was done. Everybody went to bed. I could come down here in this ice box. And, you know, bundle up, freeze, <laughs> put in the practice mute, just put in, put a practice mute and go for it, yeah. you know, and, and I'm a bit of a night owl anyway, but I, I have worked uh, in the past month or so to kind of turn my body clock a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm now I'm up before the alarm at five mm -hmm. these Whoa. days. Yeah. I'm, I'm awake and I have, I've managed to kind of convert it and I'm on this mission to use the time really productively in the morning, you know, um, taking care of my body, trying to do a lot of writing and trying to get it done early in the day. Right. But, but when do you do the journaling meditation and coffee off by yourself? <laughs> that's like, how do I get that? That's critical to that my career development. Is what got jettisoned so that I could practice. <laughs> <laughs> so you could actually be productive. Well, I drink yes. coffee while I'm practicing. Right. Well, yeah, yeah drinking coffee is terrible. I don't get that part. But <laughs> and I'm hot minutes don't make any sense. I'm meditating while I'm working out because anything I have to say at that moment should be kept to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but there is can't say it in public. If yeah. you're doing this right, that kind of practice in the morning, that kind of fundamental practice is meditative. Right. Yes. Absolutely. It, 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 it should be that where you're getting yourself not only into the right physical, but the right mental space for the day. I have referred to it as sanctuary. Yes, and my family knows, and has, all, and my friends figure out if I don't get that practice time in the way that I like it, I am not nearly as pleasant and joyous as I oh, as well, I always am. It's a great way to build sunshine. support for it, right? Yeah, just be <laughs> honest, honestly way. ugly when you don't get to practice. Yeah, when <laughs> I know. when I'm not getting a practice time, is I'm I'm uncomfortable. Well, yeah. the people around you who care about you will adapt to it and will accept it eventually. Yeah. And, and we'll I, be supportive of it. The totally. thing I the thing I like about the thing, and then we're coming back to that as the model here, but you know, when you first started to do that, it was so that you would cover all aspects of your playing. This right. was your overarching goal. And this is where I want to go next. Um, because then you so you set up these overarching goals that you're gonna touch every part of your playing. Yeah, and right, every initially. horn. But now let's build some goals under that. Mm -hmm. you're using the metronome in order to do that. Yeah. I want to be able to do this this fast. Yeah. Right? Or I want to be um, able to do it faster. Or faster. Yeah. 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 Like developing I, I, the speed. I, I, yeah. I want to develop, you know, finger speed, tongue speed, coordination speed. I want to develop that fast and slow. That's the metronome helps in both directions. Right. And folks, if you, I mean, you've heard us talk about the thing before. If not, you can go on the website, uh, worldtrumpetfederation.com and find it and see what, what Joey built here, but it essentially takes care of everything. Long tones, tonguing, slurring, facility, mm -hmm. all of range, it, finger dexterity, endurance. range. It's yeah. all built in. So if you're just getting started, um, th think about those aspects and start to document your baseline. Where are yeah. you starting? If you're going to use the Met as the rule, then, you know, 
Start to document the baseline. Well, you don't have to do exactly, you don't have to follow exactly the thing, but he's talking about doing these areas, hitting these, these areas, areas exactly. of your development. Yeah. So if you want to work on finger speed, you don't have to do Clark, but you could do Vizuti. You could do Nagel speed studies. Um, so you have options. You could make your own. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, same with flexibilities, like what works for you. Maybe you're not as advanced, um, but you could do something at the beginning of the violin book. But you have to do something with flexibilities every day. And right. I don't, don't think people believe, on a certain level, people just don't believe that it has to happen every single day. They just don't buy day. that. It's every single day. Yeah, and if I, it doesn't, forget it. And I have, I have professionals, friends of mine that have said, Sure, but you're not really doing this every day. I'm like, yeah, I do this every day. <laughs> right. It's it's not. This isn't an accident. Yeah. You know that I know you're you know half joking with your question about those people that are just born with it, but uh, there's a certain part of <laughs> there, there are, are players. Who believe there that. are players who get to a certain level and then are just called naturals, right? Right. Now some of them may have had what appears to be an easier path than others, mm -hmm. but those right. players did that. They did their work to get there whatever that work was. That's right. There's there's nobody that just wakes up, picks up an instrument, and at 10 years old sounds like a professional in their first week. It just doesn't happen. No. Everybody was a beginner. Right. Everybody And everybody sounds like a beginner when mm -hmm. they're a beginner. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So and, that idea of, but the, the problem then comes is that there are people who get to a professional level and then sort of think, for lack of a better term, okay, well, I'm done then. I'm at a professional level. I'm good. Now I've just got to be, and I kind of cover this, and we've talked about this, like, yeah, and we could probably get away with most of what we have to do and be just fine with that. Or if you get to, you know, a place where you can pick and choose your gigs, you just don't pick anything you're not comfortable doing. <laughs> right. And then you're always, right. you're always a little comfortable and you're always just fine. And, you know, you can kind of get away, get away yeah. with doing it. Yeah. I mm -hmm. don't want to be that person. I want to continue to be the person of like, you want to play trumpet? Yeah, sure. Uh, what are we doing? You know, and then <laughs> figuring that part out, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's more yeah. fun that way. It's a lot totally. more fun that way. Well, I, I've you know I've talked about this part before too. What changed for me was doing. We sit down with you in the morning and do the fundamentals, and I'd open the folder of stuff that I was preparing, and it just <laughs> looked like why I don't. It did look totally different. So <laughs> look easy. at that. That's amazing. So yeah. easy now. Like the big note songbook. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I that always, was pretty I always immediate. refer to the. The Bill Moffat Sound Power series. Uh, yes. They had those things published <laughs> oh, yeah. back in the seventies. They had yeah. like these big, these big note things like the yeah. Sound Power series. So it just makes it look because if, wow. if, if what you're practicing every day is fundamentally and musically more challenging than anything you have to perform, then your performance career it then becomes easier and you sound better. Right. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, oh, you go there and like, oh, this is way easier than what I'm doing to myself. This is gonna be great. But it has to be whether you do the thing per se, but you have to account for all the areas of your playing, sound, articulation, mm -hmm. flexibility, dexterity, yeah. range, yeah. strength, right? Yeah. Endurance, all those things. And, and music and musicality. Yeah. All and of those get, things, all those things count. Get detailed with it. And if at first you can only do, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, five minutes on each of those things, ultimately that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. yeah dedicate five I mean, minutes to each one. I, I tell my start. students, you, you shouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because you wouldn't be able to play the rest of the day. Um, but you right. should, but conceptually you should be doing what I'm doing every day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't absolutely. be able to walk. Yeah. <laughs> you try to do this. You know, I did. I, I told a story here before, but my, it was my first year here at IU and the students like, we hear you here early in the morning. What are you doing? 
So I took a Monday Night Masterclass, said, bring all your horns. I'll show you exactly. I'm not, I don't have any secrets. And most of them about, you know, 30, 45 minutes in are like, oh, man, I'm really tired. I'm really, I can't mm-hmm. really do that. And I said, I want you to remember this. I'm older than you, and this is my second time through today. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's... I'm not saying you have to do this exactly, but conceptually, you should be. You should be yeah. hitting all areas of your horn, all your horns, and, you know, building those fundamentals and thinking about music. And your body will adapt to it. Yeah. You, you will adapt yes. to be able to play more. You, you will get better. You will get stronger. And then you will be able to play anything you want. Right. It's now, really kind of cool. For us, I mean, what's well, for me, you know, I, I feel guilty uh, if I don't do it. You guys have made me. There's a little Good. Catholic guilt. Good. But then you guys make me feel guilty. So, you know, every once in a while I'm like, oh. I send a picture of myself with the newspaper from that day. (laughs) (laughs) Hostage photos. Horn in hand. (laughs) No, 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 for real. And sometimes it's been like, it's 730. That's a B flat. You're late. You're late. (laughs) Totally late. Slackers. You got a slack. B flat trumpet by now. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, what do I do? Yeah. But all this to say. There is, you can find real accountability in this. We've, we've kind of preached this before. And if you want to start into this, if the trumpet, tr- if you're ready to commit to the non-negotiable trumpet, get an accountability partner. Get somebody who's going to keep you honest, right? And keep you with it all the time. Exactly. Well, and we we value what we track, right? So so write stuff down. Use your notes app in your phone. Write stuff. Write what you where you are. Keep track of what you're doing. Brian, dangerously close to journaling. It is dangerously close to journaling. Some I, might call it journaling. I call some it, might I call it the daily work. Yeah, <laughs> just, just do it. Absolutely. It so would you write numbers. that down, or would you put it into a electronic thing somehow one of my apps i use the notes app on the iphone and i have in brackets the top tempo i did achieved on whatever Mm. clark one and then i you know i loop back down and you know try to get faster so i have the date and and then where i currently am i keep track joey keeps track in his head he knows what he was yesterday and he knows where he is supposed to be today that's right yeah well he's been doing it a long time i don't know how that works (laughs) I'm a, num- track I'm, a numbers, head? I'm a numbers guy. I know numbers where it was. Head. I know where he it's keeps going. track in his head. Exactly. Yeah. The, knows the tempos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But you got to do it. And, yeah. You got to do and it. And I will say, I am multitasking while this is happening. There's usually Netflix on. Oh. Or I, something. I can't do that. When I'm when I'm in hotel rooms, I usually put the TV on so I don't kinda. get complaints. So I'll but put sports. I, I'll put sports center. Sports on. Center. I kind of like that. Yeah. Sports now there are times so when bad. I don't do that too. Yeah. Say, but. A fair amount of time, I'm doing that. That's yeah. fair, I'm and I think flighty. it's okay. Yeah, too it is okay. Well, yeah. I did have a weird experience with it years ago because I was watching a series on Netflix while I was learning some music for a <laughs> recording, and then I went into the recording, and as soon as I started playing, all the imagery from the Netflix. Okay, that's funny. It was really weird. Belk had an interesting uh, take on we were we were out running when we were doing the recording in August and um, we were chatting about you know focus and uh, when we practice and and he said he has something around when he's you know TV or something that's on and he said I don't want to be performing in a space where it requires a hundred percent of my concentration because what if I'm a little off mentally that day then I'm going to totally fall on my face. 
Well, that was mm. an interesting perspective. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Just on concentration and performing. I'm going to think about that, but I also don't want to be performing where there are distractions right in front of my face. Right. Like a, te- oh. like a television. Yeah. So, yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Hmm. But if you're performing and things are going south around you, you still want to be able to perform. Like, of course. Clarinet player forgot to come in. The second trumpet player's mouthpiece falls it's out. It's always the clarinet player with you. Always. Usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play, played outdoor overture. Get to the last note. The clarinet player is so sharp. I play my B flat, and then I'm like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm playing it first. It's no reason the clarinet yeah. player can't. That's where it is. I don't have a fingering for that. <laughs> like, you were not yeah. getting there. Yeah, this is not going to make it. All right. So a little recap on this, because I think we've talked about, you know, how we do it. But if somebody's just starting out and ready to take it to the next level, first thing in the day. Yep. We, we, even if it's difficult for you, we like this idea that it's first thing in the day. Yeah. Have a detailed plan. Yes. Super helpful to have a plan. No, have, have a plan and have a schedule. Yeah. One thing, this is this is the way this goes. Then there's a five minute rest for which we set a timer. Then it's the next thing. Respect then the you duck. set the timer and so on. But have a very detailed plan about how you're going to get through all the aspects of your playing. Right. And then be ready to adapt that as you get stronger and faster and better. Yep. Yeah. Build your build your basics. You know, some I was working with a pianist years ago. Um, I was coaching a pianist and a trumpet player, and the pianist was and I. It was wildly out of time, and so I put on a metronome. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I can't play with metronomes; they mess me up." And yeah. I was like, "It's pretty much why it's here, because that's very apparent." <laughs> yes, <laughs> Pro- proving its need. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you you have to you have to be willing to put yourself in a space like if writing it all down and have keeping track of it keep puts feels like you're in a straitjacket. you know i need more flexibility you can build flexibility into it but you've got to you got to remind yourself to hit all the all the parts and if you don't have it written down you're going to leave stuff out yep yeah yeah no doubt yep. about it all right boys we've done good work with this one it's time for no offense Hey, look, if you're making game time decisions on practicing, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> the time of the day, the material itself, and your overall approach has to be non-negotiable. It all has to be in place, ready to go. No friction, no questions, no ejection button. Get in there and get it done. I like the term game day decisions. Yeah, if you're waiting until it's time to practice to decide whether to practice or what to practice, you're it's too late and you're doing it wrong. I just have all these books laid out. I'm just going to pick a few and see what happens. Well, I'll yeah. come in. I'll just see what's there, <laughs> what I feel like. Nope. Yeah. No. Incorrect. Yeah, there's something about having that lineup in front of you. And, and for me, if I don't get to certain things, I don't feel like it's going to be enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, sure. And I don't know which one is most magic for you. If you had to pick, right, of the whole, all the stuff that's in the thing, what is the exercise that you think builds you the most or prepares you the most to play that sets you up the best to play clark three on three nc trumpet amen and amen wow it's the same for me yeah i don't i don't know how i love that that. one i feel when i'm done with that i mean it's taxing it's taxing but i feel like oh 
I'm ready to go. Well, there yep. is something to that. It covers, you know, a solid two and a half octaves. There's a little flexibility built in. There's a little uh, articulation built in. There's fingers built in. There's a little bit yep. of everything in that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Starts starts low, goes high, mm-hmm. right? We go up through every key, but that is that is magic for me. Yeah. That's yeah. a good I love one. that one. That is a good yeah. one. If I'm playing well, that one works. If I'm not playing well, that one is a struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah, I like to get. I like to actually do some octave slurs at the end of that one sometimes, mm-hmm. just because I'm. Kind yeah, of some glissandos that. you do. Yeah. yeah, and then immediately regret it on the E flat trumpet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> when you get to Clark two, you're how like, to make Clark two oh, hard? I should not have done that. Yeah. <laughs> totally shouldn't have done that. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Hey, stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors. I mean, really, it's non-negotiable. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly. An open bell.